Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For tonight's podcast episode, I actually have Frenchie with me again. Say hello to everybody. Bonjour. I hope you're doing good, John. Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm just ready to discuss some of this stuff with the Matrix and go do a deep dive into the trailer and everything. Um, Charlie and I reacted to it the other day, and, you know, I wanted you to be on and everything, but, you know, life happens. I totally understand that. And, you know, I figured what better way to go ahead and talk about this trailer with you and also with uh, Charlie, but Charlie's not going to be able to join us because of the fact that the power went out in his neck of the woods, so therefore he wouldn't be, won't be able to join us. But, you know, you and I, we both have this sci-fi, science-y kind of brain, and I figured that it would be fun to dissect it with the trailer and see what else we have, and also, to go into some of Koi's theories and stuff like that, because I remembered some of the stuff he mentioned on the big thing. So let's go on ahead. Let's take a look at this trailer and see what we have. Yes, sir. And uh, I have a theory. I think Charlie is not actually Pirate Otter. He just got unplugged and back to the real world. Yeah, I think he. I think he actually got unplugged. I think one of the <laughs> agents found him and unplugged him. Unfortunately. Yeah. So let's see. Thomas. Well, okay. Before we start. I'm triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? Okay. Before we start, I just wanted to to, to talk to you. Um, I know we've been anticipating this uh, this movie for a little while here. Um, how, now that you've seen the trailer, right? Because we're not doing trailer reaction, we're doing a trailer dissection. Now you've seen the trailer. Right. On a scale 1 to 10, how excited are you? I'm actually at a 10, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, same here. I'm, a, I, I, I'm on a solid 10, too. I... To, before I was on a four or five, I was excited, but I was like, "How are you going to do? Going to do this? Mm. What's the approach?" Right after seeing the trailer, um, I don't think they're revealing everything. They're they're smart enough to to, to just show us what we need to know, and <clears throat> that's it. But it definitely rose my excitement level a lot higher than I was expecting. Same here as well, because I was like, you know, it's been so many years since we actually saw the last Matrix film. How are they going to change it? How are they going to make it dive more diverse towards us? And are they going to set us in a 2021 type of world that we live in, opposed to when the last film actually came out? So it's definitely been a while since we saw Neo, saw Trinity, saw the rest of the uh, characters from the Matrix and wondering how it's going to be played out. Once I saw the trailer, once I saw the interaction interaction and everything at the very beginning i was instantly sold on what they were going for and everything yes. especially with the white rabbit uh played by jefferson airplane which was perfect for this theme on what they're doing and i think it's i think it's a fantastic trailer to be honest with you yeah it's so the the, the art direction the visuals is different the feels matrix but at least they went in a different palette, so I'm really, really happy about that. Well, talking about the palette, it's definitely one thing I want to look and, and show you, because I've seen a trailer way too many times for my own mental health, okay? Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> because I had a feeling this trailer would have a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of little details to look at, because now it's so beloved that it has its own myth mythology, it has its own lore, right, that people really can dive into. Um, right. So, yeah, let's put it on. Uh, and we're going to go, not frame by frame, but I will make you pause often. So be ready, okay? Okay, I sure will. 
Okay, so we're going to go on ahead. I'm going to go from the beginning, and let's do this. I can't see it. You see, I'm pulling at you right now, because I remember when we used to not share the audio. So <laughs> uh, I, I heard the audio. You weren't showing it at all. Right. <laughs> all right, so let's full screen this thing. Oh. Yeah, I can't. Okay. Crazy. We don't use that word in here. Okay, so pause right when we. Okay, pause right here. Uh, it is choppy, okay. so uh, I might miss some things right now. But uh, right when you see Neil Patrick Harris, this is the interesting about this trailer. Everything is directed by color. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I noticed that it was directed by color and stuff like that on what they're using in the background and stuff like that. Matter of fact, I'm going to go back and see how this is actually played uh, played out with the flashback sequences and stuff like that. Everything uh, about it, this is very colorful, to be honest but with it, you. It, it's not actually what I'm, I'm talking about. Look at his glasses. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris glasses. Oh, snap. Okay, I see what you're talking blue. about here. They're right, blue. they're blue. Now, throughout the whole trailer, you're going to see moments of blue. Um, the filters are blue, and then moments of red, and filters are red. They're going to be indicating pretty much who's part of the Matrix, who's part of the real world, um, good guy, bad guy. But there's a lot of cues when it comes to color. That's actually true. I didn't even notice that until you pointed out the blue glasses. Because I've seen this scene like three or four times and things like that. And also, too, we also get the blue pills where Neo is actually drink, actually dice, basically just swallowing the blue pills the whole entire time. Which and I'm everything. guessing Neil Patrick Harris is giving, right? He's the one inducing right. uh, Neo into um, a state of fake reality, even though subconsciously he Neo knows he's not in reality uh i'm sure those blue pills are getting fed by neil patrick harris and it makes sense neil patrick right, he's harris's color is right, blue right and of course to keep him in the real world and everything and prescribing the medication in the blue to keep him trapped in the matrix what better way to do it through psychiatry it, exactly so, and if there's one person you know that you know subconsciously or consciously would know Already, he's not in the uh, in the real world. Is Neo right? So, right. what you would have to do is forcibly or find a way for him to constantly take the blue pill to ground him into the matrix. You don't do that. You start realizing things are weird. And here's my my uh, deduction: is he stops taking the blue pills, and this is where the vision comes. Things of his uh, of his past life comes to surface because he's not as grounded because he decides not to take the blue pills anymore. Right. And therefore he actually has to try and take the red pills, which resurrects him into his old memories I used to have, because you get, you get to see glimpses of that within the first couple of minutes of the trailer, seconds of the trailer, where you see glimpses of everything in his past. But it makes me wonder if, he's having a little bit of a PTSD moment and then now Patrick Harris is actually putting him in that spot, you know, and yeah, make I him mean, take those pills. 
it, it's going to be very interesting to to see what role uh, NPH has uh, in this uh, in this world. I don't think it's going to be a big role, but I think it's going to be an important role because he's going to be the main factor why he's still in the matrix or not conscious of what's going on, right? But I really wouldn't ex- right. wouldn't be surprised if we maybe see NPH maybe for max five ten minutes in a whole movie. Right. All right. So let's see what else we have going on here. What we'll do is I'll put on the trailer myself because it is choppy on your end. So uh, okay. I want to make sure that uh, we at least get something uh, pretty smooth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, man. I do appreciate that. All While right, you're doing so I'm that, uh, skipping. Okay. Okay. So share And hello to everyone watching today right but yeah i'm very interested on how this is actually going to play out about how neil patrick harris is going to play into this role that we that we knew from before so let's take a look and dissect even more and go further into the rabbit hole yes so okay i'm gonna start from the beginning you see it properly yeah i can see it okay so again one thing i forgot i forgot to, to mention this first scene of the Matrix is actually the last scene in the Matrix 3. Uh, the way yep. it ends is like the rebooted version of the Matrix. So um, I I wonder, like, that version of the Matrix probably just never went away or a version of that got copied somehow. But the tonality of the city is very different from the first and second and even third movie because it's a brand new matrix created at the end of the three and continued in this one i can definitely see that though the the uh pretty much the construction of this world from the third movie it feels like the third film in a sense because of the way that's actually constructed exactly so uh that means you know it might be the beginning of the end of the peace with the humans because if it's still that version of the matrix there's a chance that the peace is still ongoing right and something right. happens for that peace to stop or it's already been in the downfall and now we're seeing the climactic uh, moments of the end of the peace between the humans and the machines okay all right so let's continue so again right there uh that, that cat that cat is Yes, is a recall to déjà vu. Particularly so, triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? Look, the blue glasses, wearing blue. Again, Neil Patrick Harris wearing like we the blue glasses just stand we... out. Now that you've seen it, I'm sure you, you can't not look at it anymore. Not not look at it. Anymore. No. Exactly, because at first I didn't even notice him. I'm like, okay, he's wearing glasses, so that doesn't really signify anything. But now that you actually called into that whole entire Easter egg of him wearing the blue, uh, the blue glasses actually does make sense. Yeah. So that's a good call on your part. Oh, right, hey Jay Wade, uh, we're actually talking about Matrix uh, right before, uh, right before actually uh, doing this podcast. So I'm happy you can join in. All right. So if if we can continue, first of all, like I said, the choice of music is just fucking awesome. It is. Uh, it really is. Okay, is again, Trinity and Mio is very dark, so it looks black, but they're actually wearing blue again. 
So there's a lot of indication of the blue pill or the matrix itself, right? Right. Pills. Right. Okay, and this is a callback. And this is a callback. Yeah, I love this. This is a callback to the uh, machine swarm in the third one, right? The, the way he they move. It's yes, it's birds, but you can see that it probably triggers them um, some some PTSD, like you said, or some memories mm -hmm. because they move exactly as the Sentinels moved in the third movie. Right. Right, and I also want to say this. I like how they actually picked this song and they put it in the right kind of context, where it's like yeah. one pill makes you smaller. And he's over there trying to look at the sun the way it is. And he's, I think he's hallucinating from the pills itself mm. and everything, too. So he might be having a little bit of a trippy episode and stuff like that, too, to actually keep him in the Matrix even longer. I actually think it's the contrary. I think he starts seeing things and relating things to his past because he stopped taking the pills. Mm. So his reality is starting to get confounded with his past, which again is interesting because technically mm. he's dead, but we know he's a code right. that gets inserted, right? And recycled, right. but usually it's a different entity that takes on that code. It just ends up being the same entity that you know, has a connection with the past. So how is that possible? Don't know, but that is probably one of the mysteries they're going to bring in the movie. So right. let's move on here. So again, look, everything's blue. People are wearing blue, like the hat, the, yes, there's some beige and stuff, but the blue itself is very dominant in this trailer. Even the hat? Even the yeah, and even the filter, but like here, boom. Red, red glasses. That's probably the oracle right there. Um, the really yep. like there's a red filter. It feels warmer, but it's not just. I, I think for the feel why they use that filter and those glasses and the main color of that character. So there's a lot of red around her, right? Uh, so again, it kind of signifies probably she's part of the storyline of either the oracle or a program there to help him. And, and and continue the Oracle's work, right? Uh, causing trouble right. and chaos and mayhem, bringing balance to uh, the Matrix itself. When she's All right, this is interesting. Mm. What's your interpretation of seeing himself as old? I could see that as like a quantum leap kind of feel to it, to be honest with you. That's the first mm -hmm. vibe I get from it. But at the same time, I'm thinking, what if this is, you know, don't forget, before Neo uh, met Morpheus, Morpheus, well, Morpheus actually told him that there was other ones before him. But what happens, mm. what happens if he's looking at the reflection in the mirror of other ones before him, and he's actually looking at an older version of one of the, one of the people that happened to be the one? What I think, it, it is a good theory, but again, it's, it's him as older, right? Mm. So if this is a copy of... Of, uh, of him in the past, he probably would look different. An older man, but not a reflection of himself, right? What I'm right. thinking, and this is something that's been running around, and I think makes sense, is technically, um, Neo is part, you know, code and part, uh, part in the real world. He's a merge of both worlds, the Matrix and, uh, and the real world. I think that what you see 
the major uh, the, the the neo himself is the human form right uh through the right. whole the through the whole um whole matrix itself uh, or trailer i should say of the matrix four it's the human side but i think that um the robots and machines found a way to separate the code and the human and make two versions of neo one replaced the architect one stayed mm. in the uh, stayed as uh, as neo the human form and it's plugged in the matrix so i really think that um he might be his own worst enemy in a sense because that code itself became and run the whole matrix because if you can't get rid of it might as well integrate it in the system and make it a, as a big part of uh the matrix and has less chance of rebelling against the matrix okay that actually does make sense I'm just wondering, like in the third film, wasn't there like a coding for Neo himself? But that's what I'm time? saying. Yeah. What if they separated? What if they were able to extract right. the code and make it its own identity mm. and make sure it doesn't get kind recycled like, all the time, but part of right. of the mainframe controlling everything instead of actually putting it back out there and hope it doesn't come back, right? Right. It's kind of like Agent Smith in a way where he basically made other versions of himself and stuff like that. I get what you're saying. Yeah, that to me actually does make sense and everything. I, I like that theory. Because to, to be able to beat a virus, you have to understand it and sometimes integrate it into your code, right, to make sure there's no back doors. Right. So I have a feeling that um, the anomaly got worked on, understood on by the, the machines and implemented as a failsafe instead as um uh, as a problem trying to be like trying to erase it right so you make it part of the system right. so you can't get attacked with it that makes sense because also too with viruses they actually have other versions of different viruses there's actually another version of right it makes it all makes sense so all right let's so, see what else so let's uh, interesting again goes my, my theory look at morpheus he's wearing right. red holding a red pill Right. All right. This is interesting. Ah, not what I wanted. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, let's go for more. All right. So again, going with the red. But here's the really, really interesting part of uh, of is her character. She has blue hair, wearing red pants. Right. Pause that for a minute, though. It kind of goes back to the club at the very first movie with the white rabbit and everything, that, too. What if this is... You're right. And what if this is actually a different version of that woman in the club? It just happens to be a different version of her, where basically, what happens if there's actually... The pill actually made it to where it's like red and blue combined together on one pill? I, you know what? I don't think it's necessarily... That. I don't think necessarily think it's like two uh, two pills in one, and I don't think she's necessarily connected to uh, to the first character. But her storyline, the 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 tool they're using for her is the same. She brings him to a starting point, or she brings him to the point of of realizing some stuff or or cataclysm to to really advance the story. So the he he follows the the like an Alice follows the the uh, rabbit and then the pretty much 
Exactly. Then goes down the rabbit hole. That's her her role. But what I find interesting is, you know, she seems to be introducing him to the main bad guy, which we see at the end of the uh, of the Matrix trailer, right? She introduces him to that person, but she also seems to be able to um, to to go against the agents and and fight right with Neo. I think she is a free agent. I think that she doesn't belong to the humans. I don't think she belongs to the Matrix. She knows of the existence of the Matrix. She's conscious of it, but she's not necessarily aligned. She works for herself, hence why she has right. red and blue. She is both sides. You pay Showing her enough money. Exactly. You pay her enough money or whatever she's into. Uh, she she also might take on the, the character of the first one, which betrays them. Uh, um, in a sense, uh, because you want to get back in the matrix instead of betraying, she just you know is not good, is not bad, but isn't for herself. If she has an advantage, she'll work with you, but doesn't mean she won't betray you, right? I could see that it's kind of like I'm not, I don't want to put in Pirates of the Caribbean as an example, but it's kind of like Jack Sparrow playing both sides of the coin in a sense. But as long as it benefits her and gets what she wants. Yes. She's, she'll do it, but it, if it doesn't even benefit her, she'll go on and probably go uh, kill you right then, right then and there, erase your coding or whatever she's gonna do. She could be an uh, ex agent that just went rogue and decided to do her own thing and become independent, like you said. So that could be another there. Maybe I, I think she's more human, like meaning she is human. Mm -hmm. She she was unplugged, but not necessarily joining civilization right she survives her own she works like uh, a, a bit like if she would have been in a movie she probably would have freelanced for the meridian whatever his name is right and also would help right. the, um, the the human colonies but whoever pays her the most or gives her advantage she'll be on that side and then does her own thing she's a ronin technically right uh, she right. works for no one but herself but at the right price she might help you all right, so only thing that I'm repeating. Here. I know this is interesting. You look. Fighting. Have you realized you um, that Trinity has Matrix codes in her? To be honest with you, I didn't notice that until you brought it up. And why you will never give up? Okay, I'll go back a bit more. And ah, goddammit! Thing that matters to you is still look here. very closely. I know. Look at the side of her face. And why you will never yeah. Give up. Okay. I don't I'll tell you now. I think almost a lot of the construct is I think the matrix is this matrix anyways is made for Neo alone to be able to contain just him. Um I think this is why you were able to freelance with Ergo with the blue hair and everything. Um and, and she probably is human and aware, but I have a feeling including um uh including uh, Morpheus, Trinity, and everyone around is probably just AI. I have a feeling there's no other humans living in his version of the Matrix. His version of the Matrix is just created to subdue him and make sure he doesn't come back. You think this is all in his head? And and no, not in his head, but he, he's probably in his own private server with private internet that no okay. one else has access to but him. <laughs> Okay, so basically he's just a VIP who actually has access to his own stuff and nobody else is allowed to even go in. Okay, I gotcha. 
and, and again, because he's too much of a threat, right, to the machine world. And they finally understood separating the code, putting the code in its own place, keeping the code busy by being part of the main structure of the matrix and keeping the human side uh, into its own private matrix to make sure he, you know, is subdued with blue pills. Uh, is everything set up for him not, not to ever wake up? But I have a feeling the Oracle finds a way to integrate herself into his version of Matrix, stirs up shit, and creates Morpheus for him to be able to connect and have the red pill. But again, I think Morpheus, because it's a younger version, everyone's like, how is a younger version of Morpheus possible? What if he's just a simulation created by the Oracle? He's not the real Morpheus. Ooh. I like that theory because I was just like in the trailer re reaction that Charlie and I did, I was thinking that because of the fact that there was other ones before him, that maybe he's seeing other simulations that were with Neo before he came around. But now that you put it into that context, it makes more sense with it being a simulation versus it being in the other way yeah. and everything. Now that you put it into that context, I like that. To be honest with you, a lot better than what my theory was. To be honest, it, it, it's kind of freaky. Uh, to, 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 to how uh, what can happen when you watch a trailer a hundred times? <laughs> right. I, I probably am completely <laughs> off, but Ellie, I, that's the story in my head, anyways. Um, no, that's all right, that's, yeah, go ahead. Okay, just by the way, before we continue, how fucking beautiful is the graphics of the real world? This is gorgeous. This looks fantastic, to be honest with you. To be reintroduced into this world in this okay. kind of setup is just fantastic. And, and this is what I'm talking about. This is the girl with the blue hair. So blue hair, red pants. Mm. And again, I don't okay. think that symbolism is just there. I don't think the Wachowskis or Lana Wachowski um, just do does things by accident. Everything's deliberate. Everything has a reason, usually, behind their choices, uh, their stylistic approach, their uh, meaning, the the you know the the meat, the context of everything. So I don't think again, her having blue hair and wearing red pants is a coincidence. There is meaning behind it. I can see that to be honest. Hmm. And again, you can see if you go back right before, it doesn't look like she's attacking them. She's actually getting attacked, right? Right. And it looks like she's trying to save people versus uh, attacking other people. So, yeah, that's the vibe but, I got from her. But again, it's paradoxical because what I gather from this is the beginning, like when you see her for the first time and she, she, in, she like puts him through that, that mirror thing, and kind of says, like, you know, follow me. It's the same background as when we'll see at the end of the guy talking to him. And you can actually see a scene right before that. They're actually fighting each other, Neo and that guy, right? So, again, a lot of speculation that he's the bad guy. But if she's introducing him to the bad guy but helping them in a train scene, again, paradox. Is she the good guy or bad guy? I think neither. Well, also, too, it's probably like, okay, which one can I live with, though? Which one I can't? Exactly. Who's going to bring out that balance? And if I need to stick with Neo, that's going to benefit me and along with other people. Now, if I stick around with this other guy, there's going to be all these other things that are, might end up happening and having a world of chaos and stuff like that with the machines and stuff. So it's like, which which evil do I want? Do I want to go in ahead 
and go with this group or do I want to stay with this main other person that I've been with since God knows how long. So I like how maybe that might actually give her a choice of which one she wants to be, be as well. And, and I'm curious for, I don't know if anyone's still watching because I don't see the stats. Yeah. Yeah. We have two people right now. We did have about four. So we're doing pretty good. All right, but for anyone watching right now, tell me if I'm completely off my rockers. It makes sense in my head, but I'm <laughs> only a crazy person right now. You never know. You sound, uh, like, me. You sound like me with my Cobra Kai theories. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right, let's go on. <laughs> Again, him with like the orange red, uh, Morpheus or orange red, right? Here's the right. fucking interesting. This is not Neo. This is Trinity. That's Trinity. For a long time, I thought that was Neo. Mm -mm. That's that's Trinity. She must be locked into that uh, server. But look at her face. She is in the real world, but as in the tra uh, the part of the trailer before, she seems to have code in her face, even in the real world. Mm. How is that possible? Hmm. What are you thinking about this? Uh, again, is it just something that stumps you? It, it kind of stumps me, but at the same time, it, it kind of forces me to, to think that she is a creation. She is um, a hybrid. Because again, I just got an idea. Like you remember, Agent Smith was able to integrate um, himself into the real world by infesting into someone's body, right? Right. So again, I don't know how that plays in, but something about the real world going to the fake world, fake world going to the real world, things diverging and, and mixing together, because that's what's happening in real life, right? Technology has become so integrated into our society, into us, with virtual reality, cell phones, hell, nanotechnologies, chips in our bodies. That it's hard to distinguish real world versus, you know, the digital world at one point or technology invading our, our, our bodies, invading our, our everyday life. As you can see in the elevator scene, people being stuck to a screen, right? right? So I don't know how this plays in, but I think it plays in a thematic that even in reality, the machine world found a way to be, you know, to integrate even more than just the matrix. Right. It makes, to be honest with you, I like that, to be honest. Um, basically, you wind up having it to where we're all glued into our cell phones. They're looking into a box and everything. And then meanwhile, you have another person that's probably behind the other screens looking into another box and everything, too, and looking at us. Yeah. Anyways, but, I, I, I agree. Like, there's but, so much. But you have, we have to think on Lana Wachowski had what 20 years to stew on this and you know they're pretty philosophical right. that they're gonna try to to get the message of today's day and age and translate it into metaphors mm. and and deeper thinking into this movie right because in 1999 internet was the future it was there but it's not as present than it is now and technology doesn't have the same meaning and social impact no. and issues and and a lot of like weirdness that we have in today's day and age so you're gonna have we're gonna have to think about how, their thought process of 
how they translated today's messages of technology and made it relatable to this movie and what messages are behind this movie because you know it's all about the hidden meaning right so again right. the what i see is technology even though you know it's around us it's starting invading the real world it's not just uh it's not just tablets and and like the internet and web browsing and and researching things social media it's literally, right exactly social media it's literally part of our existence now it's everywhere you cannot escape it you cannot choose to ignore it even though you live in reality it still follows you because even though you know look at google everything it tracks you it knows who you are it knows what you do hell it knows when you fart right so so i think they're probably gonna uh dive into that and and really dive into the fact that no matter where you go even in the real world the matrix will follow you Right. There's no escape for the uh, for the for anything that they have with the machines and stuff like that. So, yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right. So, all right. Uh, all right. You, your brain's not hurting too much, my friend. No, no. I, I'm actually. You have my wheels turning. To be honest with you, which is able to make me come up with more speculations. So this actually helps. So all right. let's do it. Again, this is interesting, right? This goes. Like she screams, and there's multiple versions of her expanding. This might be, by the way, you remember there's an article uh, you brought up last time saying there's this new technology uh, we're trying to aim mm. to really blow people's minds. I have a feeling it's part. We're not seeing probably one quarter of what they're talking about, but I have a feeling is it has to do with this like echo thing because this looks cool, right? Mm -hmm. But I love what, it. Exactly, but how can they push it as far? I'm sure that's just a little glimpse of what they're talking about. But I have a feeling that this is what they're talking about. What? Okay, now you know when we saw her in the real world when she was hooked up to the server and stuff like that. What if that that aspect is actually hurting her in the Matrix, and then we're seeing that reflected in the Matrix to the point where she's showing that weakness. And it's actually expanding out into her pain, into her with the echo. Yeah, I, it's really good theory. But at the same time, usually when you get out of the matrix, because you took the red pill, something happens. Uh, she seems to be in the middle of a fight scene, right? Right. But so also, too, it, though, I mean, hmm, go on. I'm sorry. But so it's a fight scene. So it doesn't look like it's a scene that she's she's trying to break out the, the reality. She maybe something happens to Neo and she gets really pissed. And you know, she again she she's she has a bigger role than just you know being Trinity. I think there's a lot of secrets around her, and that makes her special and able to duplicate. Um, because you can see her screaming from multiple angles. What does that mean? I have no fucking clue. I don't even know where to begin to dissect with this part, to be honest. I wonder if she learned something within the Matrix on something new for her. Just like how Neo discovered certain things mm. that he discovered that he could do. Like he could fly. He has all these other type of abilities and stuff like that. I wonder if she figured out a way to maybe multiply, have multiple versions of herself being split to where maybe she can actually fight several different people at one time. 
I don't know, but I, I, I don't, I, I, the, the whole thing was able to speculate and not make my brain hurt too much because it makes sense. This makes my brain hurt to think that what the fuck is this? So we're going to probably have right. to wait either for the next trailer to get more clues or uh, even if there is a next trailer because it's so popular right now, I don't think you can need another next trailer. Um, so we'll probably have to watch for uh, the movie itself. But I don't even, I don't know where to start with this. All right. Right. And again, this is the interesting part. Him, you know, in the other, in the first Matrix, you remember Neo's the one that touches the the, the mirror. And then something right. happens to, 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 to his hand. And then, you know, he goes into the right. real world. This is why I think this is not the Morpheus we know. Because he touches the mirror and he's shocked. He like he does not know what to expect. So again, I really think that this version of of, uh, of Morpheus is really just a computer program simulating Morpheus's role to bring Neo to his path. Who is controlling? Who is inputting? those functions and making sure he gets woken up that might be part of the story because i'm feeling something somehow is controlling everything to direct neo's path to the right path and get rid of him out of that personal server hence why they implemented the oracle that they implemented morpheus but someone's behind it because this is not the morpheus we know he would not he wouldn't be surprised on touching a fluid mirror he already knows what's happening you know Right. Okay. Let's see what else we have. Right. Again, red, uh, red pants. This is fucking awesome, man. You see, she's she's attacking uh, the agents. Right. Again, this is the scene I'm talking about, like the jumping scene. Yep. There's speculations that this is the main bad guy. This is the guy we see at the end of the trailer. Hmm. It's call back to the very first Matrix film. Back to where it all started. Yeah, and this is the main bad guy again, fighting and uh, fighting and that that like really brief scene of them uh, like jumping and punching, right? But again, she seems. If you look at the background here, you go. Let's put it here. Again, look. Very, there's a background like yeah, a lot of blue, but the professional background. If you look, it's uh, here. Again, yeah. the only thing that matters to you is still here. See what I mean? I know it's. It seems like this yeah, the I same think. type of background. If it's not, it's very similar. Uh, but it seems like it'd be an office with like decorations, right? So I have a feeling again. She introduces that character, but she works with them. So again, very confusing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but my brain did my own story in my head, and we'll see. We'll see what it gives. And you know what, though, with the even though our theories might not come true on the screen, it's just fun to be able to speculate and to just have fun to use our imaginations because that's what the beautiful thing about the matrix is, is the mm -hmm. fact that it gives us a, the ability to actually think for once instead of having everything explained to us and everything like a child. I feel like I don't need stuff explained to me. I just need to use my imagination and give me what you want to set up. 
and I'll go I, along with the ride. But I love speculating. I, I still want answers in a way because if not, it's kind of right. going to do like what it did with the third one, which is a usual doubt mm. for me because, uh, again, the first one mm. misdirected us and probably didn't even have probably a story for a second third when he did the first one. It just was a hit and wanted to continue, right? But the first one was a misdirection. He wasn't not, not necessarily the one that was supposed to save everyone. He was part of the Matrix, like or not. He's part of the code. Second one brought in the theory and, and solidified a lot of the answers we needed, but let down because it was so far off that we were, were expecting that it, it kind of like diversion to like, what's going on? Oh, this is not good. But now we know what to expect, right? But if they start putting in mysteries and, and like not really explaining why Trinity is there and not really giving you answers, it's going to be disappointing. So I want to have answers, but at least we know where this is headed. But I don't want to fit, fit, fit as a third one that they kind of explain a bit why uh, uh, Neo is like the Jesus the character and everything without really going in depth and really explaining what the code is. You put the code lore. Good. Okay. But evolve from that. Don't redirect again to, to change the, um, the story. Don't try to like fix the errors of two and three and try to rewrite the story to something fans might enjoy because you already established a myth roll with it but just make the myth better right, right. and i don't want to see a prequel i'm not i'm like christian harlop right now i don't want to see a prequel to other matrix films you establish what you established in 1999 you made two bad movies let's go on ahead Learn from your mistakes. Let this one be its own entity without having to refer back to the second and third one. I don't mind if they do a small callback to the first one, but let this one be on its own merit and let this one shine rather than have everything reflecting back over to the other films. And I'm also yeah. going to say this, like Christian and everything. I want to say this. I want to be able to say, you know what? There's only two bad Matrix movies and everything that you have to get through to get to this good one. You know, I want to be like that, where I can actually say, say that. I disagree. I find first and second, first one is amazing. Second, second one, mm. I like the uh, the I like architect. I, I like aspects. Yeah, I, I find it was still interesting. Third one is just a CGI mm. orgy of like swerving things and bunch of like Agent Smiths and CGI that wasn't there yet trying to be there so you kind of now you're rewatching go like eh, okay the animation's off you know so and, and you can see it from the first time around it it doesn't it's not like it, it aged not well right i remember being in cinema and going like ooh, you know so it's not over time the impacts are immediate and it kind of like took me out of the movie of the third one right wolf's i hope it isn't i don't think it's going to happen in this one but we'll see now I know right. you had um, you want to talk about uh, Koi's theory because I have a feeling he probably uh, he probably diverges from uh, my theory. So I want to hear what he thinks. Okay, uh, while I pull that up, talk more about some of the stuff that you uh, that you want to see from the Matrix and everything and stuff like that. Maybe you have some more theories that you want to go off of. Well, I, I think I pretty much dive deep in my rabbit hole pretty much like uh, again <laughs> I, I i came to a lot of conclusions in a three minute trailer so i don't know how much i can i can pull from that um but again i think oh yeah one thing people 
a lot of people on the internet saying, ah, this is going to be a, you know, Star Wars Force Awakens. They're just rehashing their first one. I think they're trying to mislead us. They're showing beats. Uh, yes, I am filling mm-hmm. time. Thank you, Jay Wade. I think they're showing beats of the first one to make us feel nostalgia and feel like we kind of know, okay. we, we kind of know um, the beat of the movie and then surprise us saying like, hey, this is actually not the first one. We misled you. It kind of felt like it in a trailer, but here's the book. And then here's the direction we're going, right? So I, I think it's a mystery. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I'm, ho- I'm hope so because this, that would be great. But this is Koi. I'm going to crank up the volume just a little bit. And here we go. Yeah. We get a shot of the phones in the box that is the elevator. It's humans putting themselves in a box. So we've got the visual metaphor of the box, Neil looking out of the box while people are looking into their devices. So choosing to plug in, he's choosing to plug in through the blue pills. I think there's a potential that the red pills being given to him by the new Morpheus, by the allegory for Morpheus, by the concept of Morpheus, might actually be a mislead that the machines have created the construct of Morpheus, having him younger in Yahya Abdul-Mateen, and that's keeping Neo trapped in the Matrix as he subconsciously remembers more than he thinks he does. And through those memories, he inherently knows to trust Morpheus, and Morpheus is actually a construct. I think the person that's bringing him out of this world is a combination of the white rabbit bringing him down the rabbit yeah. hole in Jessica Henwick and the Sati character we met in the third film. So I think... Yeah. Hmm. Um, that is interesting. That, but again, it goes to what I what I was saying as well, in the sense that in the box that is the elevator, it's humans putting. Okay. It goes to what I was saying that Morpheus, why he's young, he's part of the construct. He is the image of Neo, right? He is a subconscious of what he represents, which is the pathway to reality. I did not think about Sati. Sati's interesting. I don't know how she fits. Is that Sati? In the trailer, right with the the glasses with the book, is that her? I'm thinking that's her, because that would make more sense if it was her than it would be the villain, because she's with him longer than what the villain is, and I think that's what Koi is trying to bring up. As well, I, I never said she was a villain, though. No, no, no. I I was referring back to the main villain that you brought up that she was bringing you into the where the main villain is. I was. I was thinking maybe you might have thought that might have been the main villain's name. Wait, we're talking about like the I'm not talking about the the, the blue haired girl is Sati, right? I'm talking about the girl right. with the, the the book with the red glasses. Oh, okay, 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 okay. The Oracle then, the Oracle version of okay, okay. I yeah, understand. What if because again the and I just watched the third Matrix recently, you can see that you know, the, the parents are bringing Sati into the Matrix because she has no function, mm-hmm. right? She's she's not supposed to be. And she's and Sati ends up at the end of Matrix 3 with the Oracle holding hands, right? So what if Sati becomes the next Oracle? The next is she finds her role into it and becomes that character transcending the mm-hmm. role into something else and helps Neo find his way. She was always there, right? But eventually, you know, probably she's the one who constructed the the, the construct of, uh, of uh, Morpheus. Right. Now, that actually does make sense. It's been a long time since I've seen the third Matrix movie and stuff like that, but I do remember that girl being at the end of the Matrix film with the Oracle 
sitting on the bench at the yeah. park and they're looking at these buildings and then they want them basically that oracle teaches that this version of this oracle everything and teaches her um neo to probably find his own way i can see that I, that actually makes sense exactly and so and and again, it's usually the Oracle, uh, just like when something happens, she, you know, restarts herself into a new version, right? But instead of restarting, what happens if she teaches that program its own function of Oracle? And instead of doing the same chaos that the original Oracle does, but keeps getting rebooted, right? That's her own version of chaos. So, and her own version of bringing Neo into, into the light, but her own way. So that means her own way, it, it's not going to follow the beats of the first movie because, again, it's not going to be the same reality uh, brought by the new Oracle. Her methods are going to be completely right. different. I can see that, to be honest with you. Each person has their own way of doing different things. You know, not everybody's going to end up going off the same methods that somebody else taught them. They're going to go on off of what they want to do versus how the other person teaches them no matter what. Just like how everybody don't have the work same the same work method. Everybody works differently. So exactly. And, and one interesting part, she's a program, right? So again, right. it's it's we don't really understand, I guess, the aging process. But if let's say a program ages by the cycles of the matrix or the cycles of, of something She's pretty old, not old, but she's really older than the last time we saw the kid, right? So let's say aging right. goes with versions of Matrix or Cycles itself. That means between the third and the fourth movie is a hell of a long time distance. This is not the kid right. anymore. For So for her to, to progress that, like, as old as she seems to be in the trailer... The evolution probably there's a lot of gaps we're missing into what's the real world and what happened to the matrix and what's going on in the whole world of the matrix and outside the matrix that we're probably going to see a whole new dynamic that we're not expecting because we kind of have the vision of what happens the second third movie like uh the real world's probably fighting for survival and everything we don't know what's going on because probably maybe 100 200 400 years has passed Exactly. We don't know the year gap on how long it's been. And also, too, for us, it could feel like 20 years. For the Matrix, it could feel maybe 200 years yeah. or more. Yeah, so, this, and a, yeah. a lot of people are assuming, you know, oh, the third and fourth couple years passed. But again, who knows? It could be... 20 years could, could be, seem like a light years. Right. Exactly. And, and maybe the Matrix or, or, or the machines have found a way to um, have found a way to, 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 to make our bodies not die out. Right. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. I, I'm stretching it. <laughs> but at the same time, like the, it, it's endless because, again, technology mm -hmm. brought possibilities to humans we would have never imagined. Like one thing mm -hmm. it could possibly be. Uh, and again, the matrix lines into the trinity in the real world i have a feeling that um they might be pulling from what's happening today's day and age that rich people and like the reason why google exists in a sense is to map up map out human existence human brain patterns and, and making ai right 
So th there is such a thing as scanning neurological brain waves and trying to recreate mm. that and, and integrating your mind into a machine. So what if a machine tries to integrate or they're trying to, to, to create the technology to make you know programs be livable in the real world? Like an avatar version of yourself basically exactly but instead of like the, the after i being the matrix it's the matrix like the the programs the the life forms because we saw the second and third one they're actually independent life forms that live on their own they're not part of the big evil thing right they're just life forms so what like the concept of just usually humans are trying to integrate the pathways into machines but what if the contrary is possible machines trying to integrate in our real lives Something, right. anyways, something has to do with transference. Okay, so what about this? And this is going off of what you said, and you were pretty much in my head on some of the things that I wanted to, wanted to say. But what I wanted, what if, what if this? What if what happens if tr they have Trinity's body and Neo's body, and then using the letter, uh, electric ma magnetic brain waves to cause them to be able to interact with each other within the matrix itself yeah i, I mean it's possible it's very possible again look at us we sound like we we smoke a couple of blunts and i'm fucking <laughs> i'm sober as hell but might as well smoke because it feels like i'm high right now I, my brain is hurting at this point. but i mean it, it, this is again what's what's interesting and exciting is the leaps and bounds we did in technology and the philosophical uh, questions it makes us think right because again humanity's goal is to, is to to achieve somewhat of a form of eternity to never die right and that's what they're trying to do is to copy uh the richest people in the world are trying to copy themselves and it won't be themselves but they're trying to put a part of them into technology and and, and the way they think they're 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 some of of life to always be existing in a mainframe and this is not sci-fi this is real life they are trying to do it and succeeding in a rate apparently uh this is not just like uh odd uh, oh, this is uh, this is like uh weird uh theories that you know someone on the internet actually wrote and invented this is real stuff for real so we're at that point we understand the human brain that well that we're trying to copy it and, and and reproduce it into machine form that only makes me think that it, if if that's our reality right now what took what did the the wachowski uh, sisters took out of that and translated into this movie right i can definitely see that to be honest with you it's a lot more closer to reality than what we think it's not just a movie anymore it's now real life and it actually feels so real, to be honest with you. But yeah, um, I can definitely see that. And, and so, like, is there anything? Else? Yeah, it's something else. Like something's gonna fuck up your brain, maybe even more, because I just thought of it. How relevant? I don't know. But in today's day and age, what is hot right now? What is the last five years, the future of technology? Hmm, that's actually a good question. What do you think? Virtual reality, right? We're creating our own matrix in a sense. Mm. We're, we're plugging in. So let's imagine that 
again, I don't think this, but let's imagine we are in the movie right now. We are in the Matrix and we're putting our VRs. Technically, the people in the Matrix are creating their own Matrix. They're in a program escaping their program by going into another program. I have a feeling, I don't know how, but I have a feeling, again, the hot topics of technology, integrating your neural pathways into technologies and virtual reality is going to echo somehow into the philosophy of the matrix. I like that, to be honest with you. You're using electronic equipment to escape from other electronics, other things around you, and you're using technology to escape from technology, but you can't escape it because you're actually wearing the headset that is yeah. made out of technology. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's technology using so. the escape technology, but you're still stuck in your own box, like Koi said, well, right? Right, exactly. So, is there layers of the matrix now? Is it so such an effect that you wake up and you're still the matrix? Um, anyways, I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen, but it, this makes me excited. But what I'm afraid of um, is I'm getting too far. People are getting too far, and the answer is too simple, or the answer is just again. Here's a bit of the information. We're rewriting the story because no one likes second and third. And please like us. I don't want that. Push a mythology. But don't don't under deliver either. Make something that is gonna make me get out of the theaters. Be like, well, I'm questioning life now. You know, <laughs> like the first one. Like, right. are we living in a simulation? What's going on? Right. Same thing. I want to get out of there and make me think philosophically. Like, push the boundaries of what we know of existence. Because the second, and third one didn't push the boundaries. It just kind of laid the foundation work of what is Neo. But the first one really change how the people some people think they're actually living in a, a, a simulated reality now because of the matrix it opened the door pathways to for people to actually think this this might be reality this might be an actual valid theory so if they're gonna bring out a matrix 20 years later and had that much time to really dwell on the concept bring us a concept that will break our minds and question reality like the first one did Right, and that's why I liked the first one so much. After getting out of there, I was in seventh grade whenever I saw this movie and everything, and I remember coming out of the movie theater with so many questions, so many theories, so many different things going through my mind, and that's just the beauty of that film. And I'm like, I want to go back and revisit that film so badly. I remember wanting to go see it again for the second time and everything and you know that this movie is just fantastic the very first one is fantastic all the way through if a movie can make you come out of the movie theater and then make you question certain things around you in your life and everything the movie did its job of entertaining you but not only entertaining you but also to asking questions yeah so it, 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 it's a it's a type of movie that presents itself as an action movie if you don't know what it is but in reality is a university course on philosophy and and deeper meaning of, of life that's maybe you never even questioned but now you you've seen the information you cannot unsee it you cannot unthink it it's integrated into your into your brain and again i want that to happen with this one i just don't want to be an odd to to the first one and you know kind of just um kind of just go in uh in circles and trying just to present us as something cool which again i don't think will happen because the wachowskis haven't done a matrix movie for a while probably for a reason 
they haven't found a good idea that will blow us completely but eventually they found something and worked on it and it wasn't just like oh we need cash because i heard like oh the last movies are not that good they probably just want to make a success matrix is so beloved they kind of like fucked themselves in the butt by making second and third i i don't think they're gonna risk a fourth one just to make a fourth one if it comes out it's probably gonna be a game changer when it comes to the matrix franchise and and really push the envelope uh i'll be blunt with you i have no clue what you just wrote in the comments (laughs) okay uh i was just saying an hour exact but anyways (laughs) Uh, my office work i'm like what is human resources has to do with this but yes an hour makes sense hr is not always human resource i'm tired with that being said frenchy i'm not going to go on hand and send you to hr but i am going to ask you where can everybody follow you at that's not in the hr office all right (laughs) You can find me at, uh, I was going to say something stupid, but in case my HR or someone is actually watching, I'll just shut the fuck up and say nothing. Uh, you can find me at Schmoza North. Uh, you can also find, but that's a channel, my channel, which I'm barely on because life. Uh, but I'm trying to get a, and integrate my way back a bit more, and we talk about Schmodown. You can also find me on Speaking of Schmodown with this guy on the chat called Jay Wade. It's his show. I produce it. My ugly mug is on there from time to time, giving my opinions on Schmodown that no one asked for, but I'm still going to give it. Um, so that's pretty much where you can find me. Okay. And everybody, you guys can also find me on Mount Schmodowns on Saturday at 3 o'clock Central Time. And another thing, too, is, guys, tomorrow I have actress uh, Rifka Ray's coming in from School of Rock. I'm going to be doing a catching up episode with her. We're going to dive into her career, uh, what it was like to be on School of Rock, what she be doing afterwards, what it was like to be a child star. We're going to dive all the way into all of that stuff. Also, too, we're going to be taking uh, questions and answers at the end of the show. So if you have a question for Rifka, just wait until the end of the show and we'll take all your live questions. So that's going to be at 9 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time for that one. And that's uh, pretty much the only show that I have going on as far as tomorrow goes. But Friday, I have independent actress Rossi McCree with me, and we're going to be reviewing The Four Brothers at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. So we're going to be reviewing that that one. It's great. I I love it. It's full of fun, to be honest with you. then, of course, guys, if you guys want to follow me on Facebook, how do you do that? Just go on ahead. Follow me on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night on Facebook. Underneath the same brand name on Pinterest and on Instagram as well. I also teamed up with Two Blur Girls Podcast, which is Tamika's podcast. And matter of fact, what we're doing is we're donating money towards uh, the Red Cross from everybody that lost their homes and stuff like that in Louisiana due to Hurricane Ida. You guys can go ahead and get yourself a Cincy and all the proceeds go over to the Red Cross. And so go ahead, get yourself a uh, Sensi, and it goes for a good cause. Another thing, too, is if you want to donate to my page, all you have to do is go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast, and you can donate $5 over there. And then, of course, you guys can always go on ahead, go to Good Pods and everything. This is a good app if you're a podcaster or like listening to podcasts and rate podcasts. And also, too, it allows us to interact with our fans and everything, too. So if you want to rate us, give us a five-star, give us a four-star. It doesn't matter. Tell us what you think of our episode. 
And then, of course, you know, you guys can also call, go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there. And then, of course, you can also go and follow me underneath Movie Lovers uh, Unit Zero on TikTok because I do uh, some PR stuff for the channel from time to time. And then, of course, if you're a sponsor, I'd love to be on the show. Or if you want to just sponsor us, just go ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And that's everything that you can find me on. And I hope that you guys have a pleasant night. Thank you, Frenchie, so much. And you can find me in the HR office. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, guys, have a good night.